0: This is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this
1: is Griffin McElroy.
0: And this is wonderful. Hi. Hi.
1: Oh, hi. What
0: do you think of that new flavor of the sparkling?
1: So we're working with a cherry limeade Waterloo sparkling Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit.
0: Okay, good. I am always in a quest for a flavor that I actually like.
1: Yeah. Well, it's gross, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it turns out... I always like a sparkling water for the first half of the can. Yeah, and then the second half, I'm like, I'm not enjoying this at all. Well, by
1: the second half, you can no longer sort of suspend the <laughs> disbelief that you're drinking a real cherry lime. I, I say that this is this is good stuff. Yeah, I, I, think, enjoy, so. I, I think this is just fine. Yeah. Um, and what a boring sort of conversation. Oh, did you have a good, did you
0: have a good bit ready? Yeah, gonna yeah, do? I was
1: going to do one where it okay. was like, um, I was going to do like, I'm a mummy <laughs> and I would try to like scare you and I would do like a toilet paper all around me and then I, and then you would be like, what are you doing? You're such a goofball.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then people would listen to that and be like,
0: they're so in love. <laughs> That's the formula. That's the magic formula we have.
1: And we are in love. We don't need to put on sort of Dharma and Greg (laughs) style goof-em-ups to sort of make people believe. Like, we're so deeply in love and we... Work so hard for each other, and oh, for I just pan- got an idea for oh, thank our- God. I'm going nowhere with that,
0: I just got an idea for our bonus episode. Oh, yeah, maybe we watch an episode of Dharma and Greg. Oh, together. that's
1: <laughs> fucking great, babe. That's so good. Yes, the Max Fun Drive is coming up. We've been wrestling with what to talk about, and as it turns out, I think we're gonna watch one episode doesn't seem like enough work for oh, bonus no. content. I think maybe the whole first season. Okay, no. no. <laughs>
0: I just I just visualized a full season's worth. Uh
1: I had to pot you down a little bit. You're you were you've been laughing really hard about Darma and Greg. I had to turn you down so you don't blow out the blow out the vox. But oh man. No, I'm not telling you not to laugh loud. I fixed it. Man. <laughs> uh this is wonderful to show where we talk about things we like, things that are good, things that we're into. And uh I'm into Rachel. Real real Whoa. deep. I'm feeling you. I'm Whoa. feeling you, I'm vibing. Are you
0: feeling this? I guess.
1: Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> I was just caught off guard. We've been
1: we've been parenting so hard. Yes. These last couple weeks. Yes. And you're so good at it, Aww. and it makes me like so happy that I'm the one. You're the one I'm doing this with. Aww, you know what babe. I mean? That
0: makes me feel really good. Well, good. It's I will tell you. To. I feel like. Have-
1: There's things I could do better. I know. <laughs> There's
0: No, I feel like unconsciously you and I have like picked a team. Yeah. And and that's always kind of challenging for me. And I feel it sometimes when like you are not around and yeah. I realize I am used to being on Team Gus and I'm used to you being on Team Henry. Yeah, and we kind of divide and conquer a little bit. You'll be like, I'm going to take a shower. And then I'm just like sitting with Henry and I'm kind of like, so what you been up? <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: It's it's. I think that is. It comes with the territory of having uh, two kids. Yeah, is that when one is a baby, they require about five hundred times more work than the one that's not yeah, a baby. Yeah, and big son
0: is like a person now. Big son's a, a
1: he's real got, guy.
0: He's got interests and a personality, and and I feel like I really do have to be like. So, what do you like these days? <laughs> uh, well.
1: um he likes a trampoline. He likes mm-hmm. a Wee Bear Bears. Yeah, um, that's very recent. That's he likes like chocolate zebra. Zib- well, <laughs> Chaboy did win him a Wee Bear Bears stuffy yeah. at the crane game yeah. this past weekend. I uh, don't want to brag because I won't because I did try to win all three of the bears and did only successfully <laughs> retrieve Grizz from the device. But, um, yeah, hey, do you have any small wonders?
0: I do actually. Good. I wanted to talk about this last week, but I forgot. There is a Twitter account called Pay Gap app. Have oh you wow heard of this?
1: no, Is it like anonymous reporting of your of your salary in it? Shows... So here's here's
0: what the bio says. So okay. it's pay Gap app APP. And the Twitter bio says, employers, if you tweet about International Women's Day, I'll retweet your gender pay gap. Whoa. And so it's been, I've been following it. It just started uh, this month, March, or no, 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 sorry, last year. This It's 2022, turns out. Yeah. It started March 2021. Okay. But yeah, so anytime an entity like gives their little, hey, in honor of international women's thing. Yeah, here's an extra commercial with, say, the, with the
1: green m M&M m in it.
0: Yeah, it'll say in this organization, women's medium hourly pay is thirty-one percent lower than men's. <laughs> how do they get that? Da- how do they get that? Data? I don't know. That's the thing. I I imagine a lot of people have like gotten at this account sure. and said like, "Hey, figure this out." I-, I don't. I don't know how they do. I yeah. will say. Um, You know, it's, it's usually not the big dogs and this is also a UK account. Okay. So, you know, maybe you're not going to see like your beloved Applebee's on here. Yeah. Um, But it's, I don't know. I I really, I enjoy it, especially when the like tweets are like super like pompous, like, look out for how much we love women. And then the things like. (laughs) You love women about 31% (laughs) less than. Yeah. It's delicious.
1: Um, speaking of delicious, I'm going to mispronounce this, but um, sambal olek, is that the chili paste yeah. uh, that is... Uh, I was going to do a whole segment about it, and then I realized like I don't actually know a whole lot about... I mean, it is it is a a wild mixture of spices... Uh, that is used in like uh, a lot of different types of cuisines. Uh, we we purchased it. It's it's vaguely in the sriracha family, but I've been doing a lot of mm-hmm. sort of uh, more like East Asian cooking, and mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy this stuff so much. I feel like it adds just the right level of spice yeah. mm-hmm. to the to the things I cook because I always wrestle with that when I'm cooking something that's like add this spicy ingredient. And I always either like way undershoot it or way overshoot it. Ruining the dish either way. <laughs> uh, I feel like soundball Olek. adds like just the right amount, of, right amount of stuff. And it smells amazing. It's like chili paste, garlic, uh, f- like fish sauce. There's like a ton of stuff in mm-hmm. it. And it's all good, baby. It's
0: a very complex flavor.
1: Yeah. You go first this week, I believe.
0: I do. What do you got? Um, I am going to say your city's best park
1: your city's best park yeah okay
0: I'm talking about like the the central parks the in St. Louis it's Forest Park right for you it was Ritter Park right oh yeah
1: except yeah. no substitutes
0: uh, and and I'm talking in today about Austin Zilker Park.
1: Zilker Park, a, gr- mm-hmm. a phenomenal park.
0: Mm-hmm. I I actually like had no real sense of how it's stacked up to other parks. So Zilker Park is 350 acres. Central Park is 843 acres. And then Forest Park, where I'm from, St. Louis, is 1,300 acres. Wow, it's big. I had no
1: idea Central Park was that big. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You look at Manhattan I it was, on a map, yeah. and it's like
0: it a, seems really big when big you're chunk. in it. Like the yeah. way that they have the paths all snaked through, like yeah. you you feel transported. Yeah. Um, I like when I think back to my early days in Austin. Mm-hmm. Like Zilker Park is such a big part of that. Like not just because of Barton Springs, Barton
1: Springs being the natural, natural spring-fed spring fed swimming pool. It's always it's like right sixty
0: eight degrees, and it's it's lovely. It's yeah, got like a like a natural rock floor, and it's very nice. Uh, also, Austin City Limits music festival, like that was like every fall for me was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were first in our courtship, yeah, we went to Blues on the Green.
1: We did. Who did we Oh my god. L- we saw Los Lonely, Lonely Boys. Boys. <laughs> we, and just got like wine drunk and just boogied to How Far Is Heaven. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> That was a great night.
0: And then we used to bring uh like a croquet set
1: yeah, you could play big croquet down in like Park. And just, set
0: it up out there.
1: Yeah, we would set the wickets, like, 100 yards away from each other and then just, like, <laughs> yeah. blast shit into the parking lot. Yeah. yeah.
0: We brought Henry out there, and we have pictures of Henry and our friend's kids playing out on the park.
1: Yeah, it's a great park. Uh, there's not – there's, like, one tree, and it's, like, a huge-ass tree. And then yeah. the rest of it is just, like, wide open – lush green pastures
0: so that so that area is called peace grove it's also known as rock island and the tree is like 100 inches in circumference and 70 feet tall it's a pecan tree oh beautiful mm-hmm. uh but yeah i was really curious because i didn't really know the story of zilker park
1: yeah you know uh used to have a train doesn't anymore. I don't. He does think. now? They <gasps> the brought train it back. back.
0: <sighs> people freaked out so much about the absence of that train. They brought in a new company to like. It's like a little it. train for kids. Yeah. we've never been on it.
1: We haven't. No, uh, scared of trains. <laughs> little ones. Big ones don't scare me. Little ones do. Little ones. Yeah.
0: What are you worried that's going to happen?
1: I'll break it and it'll go off the tracks <laughs> and it'll fall on me and I'll die and people, people. My obituary will be like this. Dummy got squished by the little train. Can you believe it? <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so Zilker Park, uh, named after Andrew Jackson Zilker, uh, who made uh, his uh, millions, or probably not millions, probably made a million. It was like a
1: hundred bucks, but with <laughs> inflation, it's about $300 trillion. Uh,
0: selling ice. <laughs> Great. Back in the day when you needed somebody to sell you ice. Sure. Uh, so he moved to Texas when he was 18, uh, and he went from foreman to opening his own plant, uh, an ice manufacturing. Ice plant? Ice plant. Okay. Uh, part of it was purchasing property surrounding Barton Springs, uh, used to kind of raise the horse and mules and then also, you know, make the ice.
1: Yeah. You yeah. gotta, you gotta make it to ice. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, um, he also, uh, built a pool and amphitheater at the site for the members of his local Elks Club. (laughs) I have no idea if any of those, like, relics still stand today, but, like, clearly he recognized, like, this is a space where people want to party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in 1917, he donated this land to the city of Austin with the stipulation that an endowment be produced to create shop and home ec classes in local schools. Hmm. Hmm. For uh, the But just for Elks. <laughs> so Zilker Park, a lot, a lot of stuff on this property. You know, there's Barton Springs, which we talked about. Right. Uh, there's the Zilker Botanical Garden. Beautiful. There's the Austin Nature and Science Center.
1: Cool. Which
0: I do not think we've been to.
1: Never been to it. Henry went once and he won't take us. <laughs> we're like waiting for him to say, come come with me to the Nature yeah. and Science Center.
0: Uh, the Unlof Sculpture Garden. Have you been there? Uh, yes. Okay, I have. But I don't remember if we were there together.
1: Why would we have not been there together?
0: Well, because I don't remember going recently.
1: Hmm. Maybe I haven't gone.
0: I remember I went really early on in living here. I may
1: be thinking of a different sculpture park.
0: That's possible. Yeah. It's pretty small. Yeah. Um, And this is also the home. So part of the thing when I moved here is I felt like, you know, I had come from the Midwest where everything's pretty old. And I moved to Austin and I felt like everything was brand new. And it kind of bothered me a little bit that there wasn't like real, like history in this town. At least that's what it felt like when I moved here. Um, But Zilker Park is kind of, Kind of part of that in a way that I didn't really realize. Like the Kite Festival has been around since 1936. Holy shit. That's an old kite festival. That is a
1: very old kite festival.
0: Yeah. Uh the Zilker Holiday Tree has been around since 1967. Uh the Hillside Theater, where we have seen many a production.
1: Well, uh, two, maybe. Oklahoma and Oklahoma, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. <laughs> Name another one.
0: <laughs> That's two. <laughs> Uh been around since nineteen fifty nine. Wow. And that's a big deal. Like yeah. for a city that feels like the skyline changes a hundred percent every mm-hmm. like five years. Yeah. Like it's cool to have this place in the city that is still hosting so You this just stuff.
1: sound like you're about to spin off on your own little like Randy Newman <laughs> adventure. <laughs> the skyline keeps changing.
0: Even <laughs> the worst Randy Newman. I do the worst <laughs> Randy Newman impression. Every time I look up,
1: the skyline is changing. That doesn't. That's just not what he sounds like.
0: No, not at all.
1: I'm sorry, everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the train that you were mentioning earlier. Uh, so in 1961 was when the little mini train was built. Cute. Uh, it was the Zilker Zephyr. And then went out of commission in 2019. Now it is the Zilker Eagle. As of 2022, it is back. I don't like that name as much. Oh, really?
1: The Zilker Zephyr?
0: That's great. Zilker Zephyr. You can't really replicate that, though. No. The
1: Zilker Zipper. Zanies. The Zing Zilker (laughs) Lipper. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then, as I mentioned, the Austin City Limits Music Festival, which has been here since 2002.
1: Yeah. Great music festival. Probably. My favorite like Accessible music festival And that you go to it And then you I guess that only works If you live in the city But you go to it And then you get to go (laughs) home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I will say like Lollapalooza is enormous, and yeah. I remember when I used to go when I lived in Chicago. Walking from one side to the other side was legitimately tiring. Um, but ACL is pretty easy; like you can stand at one end and pretty much see the other end. Uh, is that Grant Park? Where what park? Grant Park. Yeah. Grant Park. Uh-huh. But yeah, and then they have like all like local foods and the little yeah, food court it's area, really nice. which is fun. Um, they like work really hard to try and keep everything kind of regional. A lot of um, what
1: our friend Evan would call CZs or chill zones, uh, which <laughs> yeah. uh, I appreciate. In my a tremendous years.
0: number of people bring folding chairs, and so much so that they have created folding chair zones. Yeah, that you put your chair and you can't get any closer. Or
1: FCZs, if you will. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I, I, I love Silver Park. I do too. Turns
1: out. I, I, I don't love yeah. how there's one road that yeah. goes all the way around it and there are red lights uh, on either end of that loop. And so like, if you are there during rush hour, you're going to be stuck on this one road with no way to get off of it. We were on it with Henry for close to an hour, I think, just trying to leave yeah. Zilker Park. And it was uh, it was pretty terrible.
0: Yeah. they So they have had city council meetings about just that, of what the future of Zilker Park looks like, uh, because they're limited by how much parking they can do. Like, they're pretty right. much, they've maxed parking. And so now the age-old, what does transportation look like? Yeah. Question is coming up. If there was a way... <sighs>
1: And this is probably impossible, but for people to... I know what I just said about small trains, but what if there was like a somewhat smaller train that you could go on to get to different places in the city uh, instead of having to (laughs) Uh drive a car? uh
0: uh How many people could ride this? Like two or three?
1: No. I mean, it would have to be more than that in order for it to make sense for it to not Mm -hmm. be a car. I was thinking like maybe 10 or 20
0: 20. people. And they could take
1: this Mm -hmm. somewhat smaller train... Instead of having to do a car. And what's good about that, not as much parking and good for environment if we make the train not, you know, chuff a bunch of diesel or whatever.
0: Well, I think that's just the plan. I think we just have to wait 15 years, right? 15, 20
1: (laughs) years for this technology? Yeah, sure. Oh, what am I saying? You can't have a train that runs through the city because people would just drive into them and not know how to, Uh like a train in the city? Dangerous much? It's never been done. Right?
0: It's never been done.
1: And this is a skit that I've been working on <laughs> to present at the Austin City Council meetings um, yeah. about our lack of a light rail system. and um, It's coming. Yeah, sure.
0: We paid a bunch of money for it in yeah. the taxes. Yeah.
1: So a lot of good our taxes do us, right? Hey. Just because uh, Hey. hey
0: this is wonderful. Not, mine. not Andy Rooney. Nah. That's
1: <laughs> Wario. <laughs> Andy Rooney and Wario are the same. Can I steal you away? Yes. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, There's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis website design With, I changed the word, they say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this This menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering, looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food.
0: So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off.
1: Going to knock out the Gumbotrons by myself here today because we're recording them later. Here's a message for... Maybe, and it's from Raya, who says, My beautiful, silly maybe. Every day you remind me that life is wonderful. I can't wait to spend more time doing great goofers, playing Star Wars TTRPGs, and listening to basket yell. Let's kiss now. Also, pee-pee-poo-poo. I win the game forever and always for all time now. Love your very amazing girlfriend, Raya. And I know you you all at home are wondering, did they just make Griffin say pee-pee-poo-poo? Is that something... That I can do um, if I manage to to get a jumbotron, and the answer is apparently yes. So pee um, pee poo poo everyone. Uh, here's another one for Carly from Sean who says, I'm so glad you joined my wonderful theme Minecraft server. I never would have imagined I'd meet the love of my life in a video game about a podcast during a pandemic. But now that I know you, of course that's how we'd meet. I love you so, so much, and I'm so excited to nest with you in our polycule compound in the woods. My heart is so very full. That's that's the purest, that's just the purest thing. Um, that's just the wonderful thing. And people say love can't bloom on a battlefield, Of blocks and creepers and skeletons but obviously the opposite is of course true
0: Hi I'm Jesse Thorne the founder of Maximum Fun and I have a
1: special announcement I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother my brother and me you know for years each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult a depraved jumble of erection jokes ghost humor and Frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week, For my brother, my brother, and me. Are you ready to binge watch something old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison, and me, Adam Pranica, we get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love. While roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And we've just begun Star Trek Voyager. So now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. Uh, mine's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty quick, and you just started drinking my water like it was, like, and this is, I want you to be hydrated, you're the love, you're the love of my life. You just really go for it these days.
0: I used to ask, and you used to make fun of me for asking, so I No, I used asking. to make fun of
1: the way that you would ask me, okay. sidebar. <laughs> and I love this about you, I love the, I love your brain, I love the way it works, but you used to say, um... Do you remember? Yeah. You would say, is there water in your water bottle? Which then would make me think about the Tune yard song.
0: Uh-huh. And I
1: would sing that back to you like, no water in the water bottle. <laughs> um, but then I would say yes. And then I would say that most people, when they would ask that question, would say, is your, is your water bottle empty? <laughs> or simply, can I have some water? Do you remember my reasoning, though? You didn't want to... Ask me to drink water that wasn't there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, my my thought was if you if your water bottle was empty, yeah, I didn't want to ask for water in a way that would make you have to get up and get it. God,
1: <laughs> our love for each other is too strong.
0: <laughs> so I thought I'll ask if there's water in it, and he, if he says no, I'll continue to sit here and be thirsty. <laughs> yeah, what
1: am I gonna do if I say no and you say, oh, okay? And then I won't go get water for my, my parched <laughs> wife.
0: <laughs> I just, I didn't want to ask in a way. Cause I've recognized like I could have my own water if I were. You could forward thinking. Yeah. I would also have a water container, Yeah, but I was asking to have yours. And so I thought I, I want to make sure there's water in it before yeah. I ask. You go to through the it. effort to, yeah. This is also like the other day when I asked Griffin to get me <laughs> grapes <laughs> And then decided I didn't need water also because- Wow, (laughs) this is a whole nother thing where I was
1: like, do you want anything from the kitchen? And you were like, yeah, let me get some grapes. And I was like, okay, do you want some water too? Because I I keep my head on a swivel and I notice (laughs) when Uh you don't have hydration. And I said, do you want me to go get you water too? And then Rachel said, no, I won't need the water. I'll have the grapes. As if the juiciness of the grapes- As if you could go, I'm thirsty. Crunch, 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 crunch. Now I'm not thirsty anymore because I made grape juice in my mouth.
0: <laughs> All of this is true.
1: You're not wrong, is the thing. Mm-hmm. I also love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about kids' graphic novels. Or oh. I, I guess this is a broad, I don't want to be uh reductive, right? Like I, you know, young adult graphic novels too. There's it's a it's a wide range of ages that they are making making these things for these days. But uh Henry has been ravenously reading graphic novels. It's so
0: perfect if you think about it. It's not anything that would have occurred to me. Yeah. Uh because Henry is at an age now where he's kind of past the picture book, but he's still Well past it, yeah. Yeah, but he still needs like an illustration. You can't just like Straight up read a chapter book to him.
1: Yeah, man. I I remember the first time I was like, let's read Flat Stanley. And we read it and it's like, where's the pictures, Flat Stanley? Yeah. Where are the pictures? A lot of words, Flat Stanley. Don't make me read. Flat Stanley is so flat. Show me a Flat Stanley. You know what I mean? (laughs) Anyway, there's like a renaissance of of graphic novels for young people that is happening right now. And it is so rad in every way because I feel like it is uh, for so many reasons, a more accessible and exciting thing for new readers. Uh, And I have like, there's, I I couldn't find any like formal studies about this, but like a, a lot of different sort of, uh, places like Scholastic and other sort of book publishers wrote sort of extolling the virtues of of, of graphic novels and comic books for uh, young people. Uh, Henry has been tearing these down. I think probably where we got started was Captain Underpants, where most people do s- sort of start. I was surprised yeah. the first time I read a Captain Underpants. Where I was like, oh, this is this is a graphic novel. It is about a um, you know a underpants wearing bald man fighting a living toilet. And it's not the most erudite sort of, uh, sort of concept, coming at you, but it is, it is. there's fun stuff in there, and there's also a billion of them. Uh, we also hopped off of that straight into Dogman, mm-hmm. which is sort of the spiritual successor, uh, also by Dav Pilkey, creator of uh, Captain Underpants, uh, which Henry is more into – Dog man, uh, I think they 're much funnier than Captain Underpants myself mm-hmm. personally, uh, and from there, like we have branched out basically, you have been bringing home like graphic novels from the library, and pretty much every one of them has been a hit. Yeah. Uh there's the Magic Treehouse series by Mary Pope Osborne. Uh, it's about two kids that find this treehouse in the woods filled with these magic books that when you read them they like transport you to the worlds that they
0: depict. Yeah, so the books have been around forever but they have just now started turning them into graphic novels yes. and and I looked on Amazon and they're like they're staggered like the next one comes out this summer. Yeah. Like, they're very slowly translating them.
1: Yeah, and th- that's true of actually a lot of like classic literature too. So there's a lot of um I forget the name of it. but. They, there was this recent uh adaptation of the scarlet letter which is you know not oh. not henry age appropriate but a lot of uh, graphic novel adaptations of heavier books uh that are much more accessible in this in this different format uh we just started reading super sidekicks uh by gavin Ongton, who uh and and it's a more sort of straightforward like superhero series but it is like really smart in the way that it still tells like a really good superhero story just one that is about kids who are uh, you know the the jilted sidekicks of crappy superheroes and uh, now they've started their own team and it's like I don't know. It's, it's you know, obviously that's been done with Teen Titans and The Runaways is like that, but The Runaways is more YA than Henry is sort of ready for.
0: Yeah. We're, we're just really lucky in that uh, our libraries have a really large graphic yes. novel section. Because at this age, it's really hard to, like, buy a book knowing that your kid may not like it at all. Right. Uh, and... The library gives me this opportunity to kind of like hands on look through it, yeah. And see like how long is it? Like what kind of action is happening? Like what what are the illustrations look like? Yeah, you know, like is this something he's going to be into? Yeah, uh, the
1: answer has been almost unilaterally yes. You
0: know, it's making me think I should have been a librarian.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm so glad you finally turned around on libraries. By the way. <laughs> you have talked so much shit about libraries, but you're right. They are places where you can just try books out Yeah, <laughs> and they're good. Uh, the one that we have really fallen in love with is a series called Hilo by Judd Wynick, uh, who has done a bunch of stuff in the comics industry. He was also, when I revealed this to you, it was a shock. He was on The Real World, like an old season. I forget which one. San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, one of the first seasons and was like kind of a character on there. Uh, he and, was
0: like he was a cartoonist which was wild yes. like you think i would have like i don't know there i guess there are, are a fair number of people named judd
1: that is but yes wouldn't necessarily
0: have automatically made the connection
1: sure uh he so, so hilo is a book about a, a little blonde boy so like of course henry's into it as one himself <laughs> uh who falls to earth and has like all these powers and then has to like befriend these these human beings and fend off this like robot invasion from his home world and the amount of like world building that has taken place in these books which we have read all seven of the books that are currently out in the last month maybe uh is so rich and so complex and like satisfying for Mm -hmm. like me to read and also henry like now at bedtime henry only wants Hilo bedtime stories he like wants to create his own Hilo fan fiction which is fucking amazing uh it's like it's it tells a mature story sometimes about like grief and loss and tackles all of these things while also threading the needle of being like funny for a five-year-old to read and exciting for a five-year-old to read There's, I mean, there's so many, right? The bad guys is a big one. Bone is one that we have had recommended to us a few times. That has been around for a very, very long time. Um, There's countless like graphic novels for you know uh, young adults to young kids like Henry's age, Uh, and that's that's so exciting because I feel like Henry would read virtually anything in this format. Um, So there's like a lot of reasons why. Like, there's resources out there explaining why comics and graphic novels are great for kids this age and should be encouraged and not sort of shunned because they are funny books. A big thing is that they are just straight up easier to read, right? Like, there is less reading involved by the very nature of what they are. Um, Yeah. And that alone, that they are easier to read, builds a uh, builds self-confidence in the kids who are reading them, uh, which is the most important thing for, like, encouraging more reading or, or you know, happiness <laughs> sort of in general. Well,
0: and they're also, like, they're big books. Like, because, because of the number of illustrations and the amount of, like, real estate words get like sometimes i'll be reading about a book trying to figure out whether or not to purchase it and i'll see that it's like 150 pages and I'm yeah. like, okay that seems like too many pages for a young child but then i realized like oh most of that's illustration
1: because it's all dialogue right like there's mm-hmm. no there's not a bunch of floral descriptive prose which is where for 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 you know new readers like that's where you get in the weeds a little bit it's all dialogue in short sentences that is way 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 more digestible and then if there's things that you don't understand in the in the words that either you are reading or is being read to you you get the context of the illustration on the page right and that helps you feel even more confident in your your reading and your comprehension of the book which is awesome for a kid henry's age who is like a new reader um but for kids who are like on the autism spectrum or kids who are dyslexic like it's yeah. huge. It's huge. It helps them sort of put, put together the the words and the meaning and everything way easier than it would be yeah. in a more sort of, you know, straight up book format. Uh, and there, there's a lot of writing about like how amazing that is. But it just builds on this cycle, right, of kids reading these graphic novels and feeling confident in their ability to either read or understand the 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 book that they're reading which makes them want to read more which builds more confidence uh and i'm just focusing on the reading side of things like there is uh, you know when graphic novels are sort of present in the school like it builds uh art appreciation also for you know kids who uh enjoy sort of the illustration side of things more than yeah. more than just the the that writing was and reading part of why
0: the uh, the one i got recently was like dot and jot yeah. i think and it's about these kids who make their own uh graphic novel and i just thought like oh man i hope henry gets into that <laughs> yeah like
1: it is a boon to creativity in in general uh they they i'm reading off this scholastic article they offer a plethora of learning benefits critical thinking sequencing imagination storytelling and creativity specifically even graphic novels that are wordless like there are graphic novels that are that that are sans writing entirely that like pretty much most kids can can pick up and understand the story that they are telling just through the illustrations. And in doing so, like builds their their creativity and capacity to like their their hunger for more sort of advanced storytelling. And that's fucking amazing. Uh I did not I didn't have any of this grow like I did not
0: Well I feel like when we were kids it was just like mouse. It was Mouse, yes, which is which is like
1: you know, there's been recent controversy about some school, I think in like Jacksonville or something i i, I I'm not gonna credit that to Jacksonville. maybe they're not the ones who did it, but uh, that that band Mouse, which is a a graphic novel uh a, about sort of interviews that the author did with his grandfather, I want to say, who was a a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. And uh, it was banned from schools and then became like an Amazon number one best bestseller. Um, But yes, there is there's much more of it happening right now. Like there are much more people writing it. There are way more publishers publishing these kinds of books. Uh, They are becoming more successful. Right. The Bad Guys is a book about um, like the I don't know if it's explicitly the Big Bad Wolf, but Basically, yeah. uh, who teams up with like a piranha and a, a venomous spider and some, a big snake.
0: There's like a shark in there. There's a
1: big shark in there. And they're like evil guys, but they want to be good guys. And those books they are very charming and they've done very well. And they're making an animated movie out of it. Uh, obviously, the, the Captain Underpants verse has been very successful. Yeah. Um I just think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I I was not the biggest reader growing up, outside of you know, Animorphs and Harry Potter and Goosebumps and stuff like that. Yeah, it was always begrudging for me. I would I would have
0: yeah I
1: would have f- f- wrecked these books. Yeah. I would have read them until the 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 bindings collapsed. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's so it feels like a whole new ball game now. Like yeah. I, I do not. Uh, it, it it has activated something in Henry that is so amazing to see as his dad. Like yeah. it is it is so cool to see him like story time before bed. We always tell a story together before bed. Where like I yeah. ask him what he wants to to do a story about, and then we kind of just go back and forth doing prom- like his capacity to like think up new scenarios yeah. and ways that those resolve is is way richer than it uh-huh. ever was before we started reading these books and i think that's incredible
0: he has kind of an inherent understanding of like like how a story is developed like he knows like there has to be conflict you know like there has to be like a good guy and and the good guy has to be coming up against some obstacle and like he just kind of like absorbed it, yeah, you know, which has been uh, really helpful.
1: (laughs) As long as that story doesn't involve somebody disobeying their parents and getting (laughs) caught or uh, (laughs) being embarrassed in any way, which made our attempted viewing of Turning Red somewhat unsuccessful because there's a lot of that in that film delightful what we've seen so far rachel and i are probably gonna have to polish off the back half of that film ourselves because yeah Henry, it was the
0: same thing with coco right like it was just like uh, oh no he's and, fighting with his grandma and when we
1: say that out loud it makes it sound like we're terrible parents
0: <laughs> he's so afraid of he's the so punishment. afraid of
1: disobeying us but it's <laughs> that that's it's not that as much as that he's just a very sweet boy who uh is is very anxious about breaking the law but yeah uh yeah it's it's uh you know i'm sure that most parents of kids you know around henry's age are are tuned into this but if not like check out some of the books i've recommended high low especially like i'm i am in love with this series yeah Uh,
0: i feel like i feel like we really kind of found our way to it on our own yeah um just because i have always like it's very rare that like two weeks will go by where I don't get Henry new books just because I'm like so excited. Yeah. And just very recently really with like Captain Underpants, I realized like, Oh, I can't, I can't really get him books that aren't, novels anymore like he's like he's in that mindset now
1: yeah if we get him more sort of traditional i mean he'll he'll fuck around with like a seuss a Seussian sort of fun yeah. book like that but uh he needs a story like a, yeah. a, a story to be in there
0: yeah so that's why the the library has has really become like a, a regular thing. I'm I'm putting stuff on hold again.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: really I'm in it.
1: I wanna make clear I'm not self-promoting because I would never consider the Adventure <laughs> no. Zone graphic novel series kid appropriate.
0: Um no. actually you should look um we I I was exploring whether or not they were an appropriate donation for Austin Batcave And the executive director sent me the Common Sense Media posting. (laughs) Oh, I've never read it.
1: Oh, Oh, shit. Here. Yeah.
0: I can pull it up. (laughs) But I was saying, like, I think it would be appropriate for, you know, maybe 13 or 14 year olds. And he said, "Okay." he's like, actually, I included a snippet from the Common Sense Media, which is honestly pretty funny. And then it says, parents need to know that Adventure Zone, Here There Be Gerblins, is a fantasy graphic novel based on a popular podcast, blah, blah, blah. Swearing is frequent with at least a dozen uses of fart and shit and less frequent uses of hell, damn, bastard, and goddamn. Wait, does it say fart or fuck? No, it says F dash dash T, which I'm assuming is fart. I think it only, you only use the, the big one in the, the Abracadabra. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, in, that's in fair. In it has to bleep out fart. Common. I don't know. That doesn't seem like <laughs> common know. sense to me.
0: Violence is mostly directed toward trained wolves, giant spiders, and the Gerblins—small, annoying orc-like guys who bleed green blood. Until the climactic magical firefight, one character drinks brandy and cocktails.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember that happening. Okay, um, yeah, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, not- well,
0: that's just the first
1: one. Yeah, they get they get far raunchier. Yes. Uh thank you all for listening. Thank you to Bowen and Augustus for the use for a theme song Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Thank you to uh Maximum Fun for having us on the network. It's a great network, great, great team. Uh proud to be proud to be a part of it. Um we have stuff over at MacroyMarch dot com that it would be cool if you checked out. And we're bringing Mabim Bam and Taz on tour. Uh, throughout the rest of the year. Uh, we're also doing a show. We're doing a show in St. Louis. It's like our first stop. I want to say in mid-April. Yeah, and I think
0: it's on 420.
1: It's on 420, which is very funny. Uh, and I think we're gonna try and do wonderful. In Minneapolis
0: is the next stop, right? Or yes. is it? There's something in between St. Louis. We and can,
1: we're <laughs> terrible at this. If you go to <laughs> family, you can find all the info about the tour. Um, I think we're gonna try and do wonderful in St. Louis. Though, yeah, that's, that's the
0: plan. I gotta I gotta like flex in front of my my old stomping grounds. Yeah, you know. Of course. Um that's it. Let's 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 stop.
1: Thanks thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for us with us. On us? To us? No. No no no. No 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 no. no, no.